Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information. You're listening to The Profile. Hello and welcome to The Profile podcast. I'm Andy Peck. For the past 17 years, I've been interviewing leaders in the church and the wider culture. In the coming weeks, you'll be hearing the best of these conversations, plus some brand new ones as well. It was leadership expert John Maxwell who famously said, leadership is influence. Some have massive influence through their role as a leader of a church or business, a charity or a family. Others have influence in their neighbourhood, a network of friends or through leisure interests. It's our prayer that these conversations will help you in whatever spheres you have influence. This show is brought to you by Premier Christianity magazine, the UK's leading Christian magazine. Get full online access and the print magazine every month by becoming a subscriber. See special offers available now at premierchristianity.com. Connections between business and church have not always been smooth. When I've occasionally interviewed Christian businessmen and women, they've sometimes shared off air that it feels like their local church only values them for their financial giving. The roots of the sacred secular divide certainly run deep. But from time to time, we've shed light on an approach to business which has a clear missional imperative. Business as mission recognizes that God gives entrepreneurial skills to be a blessing where he has placed entrepreneurs, but more specifically in areas of the world where their skills are especially needed. So I welcome back Joe Plummer. She was first on the show five years ago and has been involved in business as mission in both the UK and Thailand. She co-leads business as mission, BAM Global. She's a catalyst for business's mission for the Lausanne movement as well. So welcome back, Joe, to the Leadership Show. Oh, great to be back. Thanks, Andy. Um, do you have a succinct way of describing businesses as mission to newcomers? Yeah, well, to be really succinct, uh, business as mission is just the integration of genuine business with intentional mission. Um, but if you really wanted to unpack that with a slightly longer answer, um, I like to start just with business. Uh, I think in the church, we need to recognize that business is got part of God's design for human society. And it's the usual way that communities are supposed to create livelihoods and families provide for themselves. Um, so God made us to imitate him in creativity and work and use earth resources uh, to steward and innovate with. So business is really a godly vocation that can glorify God and do good in the world. And then business's mission is just taking that God given potential and integrating it with m very intentional mission motivated responses to some of the world's most pressing issues. Uh, so alongside charitable and government responses, we need for-profit, market-driven solutions to global challenges like extreme poverty, human trafficking, environmental degradation, and also, of course, taking the gospel to places in the world that it's yet to reach, uh, because um, sometimes it's challenging uh, to do that. How did you get into this, Joe? 
Uh, well, I got into it about just about over 20 years ago, actually, in the early 2000s. Um, I come from a mission background. My husband and I am, uh, were missionaries, and uh, we began to see the need for this kind of mission strategy as we uh, partnered with uh, long-term mission projects while we took short-term mission teams um, in, across Asia. And so at the time, and still is really, our passion is for training, um, mission mobilization and communications. So we began to see uh, businesses mission was a need in the global mission world and within businesses mission as an emerging area of missions, it didn't have much training or resourcing. So we just felt God leading us into that uh, to help serve that, what he was doing in businesses mission. And what kind of sustains you? Because it's all very well starting off with something, but... uh... Yeah, you've talked about 20 years is uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, yeah, 23 just coming up for 23 years, yeah, it's surprising, really. Um, and partly it's some of the same reasons, uh, God's leading, of course, um, really the conviction that business skills are some of the most needed in mission today, so very passionate about that, and that is still the case today. Um, Businesses mission, I think, is still a fairly underserved area. It's a young mission movement. Um, we were we've grown up together in a way, um, so it's still an underserved area in terms of global resourcing and network building. Uh, and honestly, it's fun to see what God is doing around the world. Um, now we're beginning to see a massive wave of uh, businesses mission stirring up in places like Latin America, across Africa, across. Southeast Asia, in national churches where people are catching a vision for this, business people are catching a vision for this uh, across the world, and that's that's amazing to me, and it and it continues to motivate me to to stay involved. Though it's worth perhaps underlining that a Christian in the business world who's not in for mission as such is still using their skills for God. We wouldn't want them to feel second class if they're listening and they they're running a. I don't know, a plumbing business or a, uh, some other kind of business that, that's benefiting society, but it's not it's not specifically in a missional context. Yeah, and I I what I said earlier is that we need we need business skills in in mission. You know, it's a, it's a, a massive felt need, and for any Christian professional or business person listening to this. Um, yeah, that's the one thing I want them to hear, that your skills and experiences are vital to the mission of the global church today. Um, and yes, for mission, mission ministry in the marketplace where you are already, uh, because people who don't yet know Jesus spend most of their waking lives in at work. Um, but also to respond to some of the world's really complex uh, challenges. Um, and we tend to, we're used to thinking about mission we used to think about non-profit mission models or we understand how teachers or doctors can use their skills in the mission field, for instance. Uh, but we need to we need to get to grips as a church that we need we need business skills. We need entrepreneurs. We need professional skills alongside, not instead of, but alongside those more traditional responses. Um, so I, I really want to uh business people to hear that and know that they you know to serve god not just where he's placed you already but also if you're thinking about getting into mission you don't need to leave business to do that uh don't need i mean if god calls you to be a pastor great but if he's called you to business and he's skilled you for that um and you've got that experience that's really valuable and we we need that in the global church in the work of mission 
Uh, and thank you for saying that, Joe, because the reason for asking the question, of course, is that so many in who are doing a great job within the business world and sharing their faith are, are often often feel like, oh, well, unless I was a pastor or a missionary, I'm not going to be valued. And and sadly, the church doesn't have a great job, do always do a great job of 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 affirming people in their calling, which which may not be in what may be called in quotes Christian work. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We need leadership skills in all areas, um, including yeah, the people that God is raising up in the marketplace. So, Joe, could you perhaps give us some examples of how this works? Um, uh, and we, we chatted five years ago, so I don't know if you can think of ones <laughs> in the last five years that have started and flourished. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember one of the stories I shared before, but I'm going to share a couple of stories. Uh, one is from Nepal and the other one is from Uganda. And some friends of mine uh, live in uh, Nepal. They have done so for years and ran a hospitality business there in the city, uh, providing job for vulnerable jobs for vulnerable people and uh, ministering in their local area. But they they travelled into the villages in the more re- remote areas in Nepal um, and they visited one village some years ago uh, where they noticed that there were no girls between the ages of 13 and 30. Wow. And that's because due to uh, bleak economic prospects in that area, uh, human traffickers had come through and basically persuaded the families to sell their girls into prostitution. Wow. And you can imagine that no family would want to do that i have we have a 16 year old daughter and honestly i get emotional every time i tell this story and and yes this village needs to hear the gospel of jesus but um and it did actually used to have one one believer but he was chased out um of the village but more pressing the the my friends who were missionaries in nepal saw a business's mission missionaries there but they saw that they had they needed an uh, economic solution to this uh, and so to cut a very long story short they did a lot of research they did good principles of talking to the village elders and finding out what the felt needs were and they ended up starting a sort of a tourism business alongside their existing business which was um, about taking trekking trips into the into the more rural areas and they uh, set up homestays with the with the villagers so that there was a sort of uh, way of the villagers opening their homes and providing hospitality for the tourists that were coming through. And since that business started, no girls have been sold into slavery from that area. And since then, the police have got involved, the traffickers have been prosecuted. They even have a sign up in their village, which says, you know, no, no traffickers. And and since then, a small group of believers has grown up. Uh, people have come to, to the Lord and there's a sort of fledgling church started there. So that's one example um, of how it's a really integrated model, how how business and mission goes together. It's addressing economic needs, but also social needs, environmental needs often. And then, of course, spiritual needs, because, you know, ultimately people need to need Jesus. Um, so that's that's one story. Um, well, just to say that's that's wonderful, Joy. <laughs> Joe, yeah, I mean, I that's mean you just... know, that, that is just yeah, that's exactly the kind of intervention that there's needs, isn't it? So thank you. Yeah. yeah. And and your it second needed, is it Uganda. A, 
Yeah, yeah. So they needed a, a business solution. And I just want to segue into this Uganda story by saying it's not just cross-cultural missionaries doing this. In the, in that Nepali business, there's a young Nepali believer who is was integ- integral to that business from the start and helps lead it. Um, and this story from Uganda is actually a, Ugan- a young Uganda Ugandan guy. He's in his 20s called Emmanuel. And he uh, he was born in very difficult circumstances. His mother was raped. Um, his father didn't want to know anything about him. Uh, he grew up in a slum, um, which was notorious. Um, and when he was nine years old, he was uh, sort of inducted or recruited into a gang. And he spent four, year, four years to the age of 13 in this gang, just doing petty thefts and running around and causing problems it's a a really difficult story but he came across some aid workers that I think were missionaries and anyway they asked him you know what would it take to get you off the streets and he as a 13 year old was really interested in computers so he's like if you can get me a computer you know I will I will stop doing this um you know gang life Another long story short, he ended up teaching himself. He got a computer through this these aid workers. He taught himself graphic design. He ended up getting contracted with Coca-Cola to do. He was so good at graphic design, he got a job with Coca-Cola. Um, but he himself was earning, like, he got out of the slum, was earning, you know, a lot of money. Um, but he he met Jesus as well through the influence of, of uh, these the missionaries and aid workers that had kind of helped him leave the gang. And he saw that he had escaped, but thousands of, uh, you know, kids coming after him hadn't. Um, and one of his friends came to him one day who was totally destitute. Her, her name's Mary. And she saw that the only solution for her was to sell her body again into prostitution. And he was just taken aback by this and decided to train her in graphic design so that she had an alternative way of working. That led to a company. Uh, uh, he started a company that currently uh, he has um a training arm to it he employs about 80 people in house it all come from the slums but they've trained uh uh, 1500 kids in from two different slums in uganda and their mission their vision is to train 10,000 uh young kids from the structure uh the slums they do graphic design website development video content creation and the outsource uh to companies around the world um and he's got an investment branch where he's investing in um kids who have their own business ideas so that's a national who grew up in very difficult circumstances uh who's creating uh business's mission that's astonishing <laughs> absolutely astonishing. yeah it what is a- i heard that story i heard that story just earlier this year and it, it's it was amazing really what amazing. a wonderful story indeed yeah yeah, yeah. um and of course joe the the beauty of this is a you're able to work in places where traditionally word-based missionary work would be banned or, or if you're engaging in it, you come under persecution. That's right. Um, you know, the world is open for business more or less everywhere, not quite <laughs> everywhere, but more or less everywhere. Um, and often it's in places where traditional missionaries can't go. Um, it's also those places do tend to be quite hostile to, to doing business as well as doing mission. But um but that's not, that's not all really. I think that this kind of business 
vision or integration with business's mission is is as needed in those really far-flung areas as it is you know on our local high streets you know we this kind of model can be implemented everywhere and it's it's beginning to be embraced by the church all over the world to to reach your jerusalem if you like but also samaria and to the ends of the earth so it it's a model i think that wherever god uh, is calling you um you could you could integrate this kind of vision into your into your business life just by asking the lord what if i if you have gifted me to do business um, and i know that my business can do good and be intentional um for the gospel but also to meet people's uh, social and spiritual and economic needs you know where are you calling me to do that business you're listening to leadership show i'm joined by joe Plummer today we're looking at business as mission bam she's uh co-leads business as mission global she'd uh, involved herself in the uk and in thailand in this kind of ministry um joe business as mission has been going for a while um presumably there's what it might call good practice in this and, and perhaps less good what sort of principles underpin your your work yeah, that's a great question. I think the simplest way is to say that you're you're integrating business and mission together. So you you're wanting to integrate really excellent business practices with really excellent mission practices. And of course, both are challenging. Doing business is ris- risky, even if you're doing it in your hometown. You know, starting a business has high risk, and you've got to find a model that you know you've got to sell that widget not only today to someone who's you know feel sorry for you but you need to sell that thing over and over every day it has to be a business model that that can be sustainable that is a true business um and then you need to integrate that with really good um mission practices you know mission isn't easy either doing um making a lasting impact you know can take years of sewing and in both disciplines with both uh, business and mission um, there are many good practices that are specific to the type of business that you're doing and the type of mission you're doing you know specific to your industry or specific to doing good community development projects or good church planting so I think it's um, it, you know it's really important to understand the type of mission you're doing um, and learning good mission principles for that but a good business principles uh too and um yeah we all we really encourage people who wanting to do this kind of business's mission to make sure they really understand how to do business and uh you know often in the early days of business's mission people would just think oh this is an answer this is an easy answer to my challenges and try and start a business and it and it wasn't very good business and that is damaging so yeah i think good practice is making sure you really understand how to do good business and joe i wonder if another good practice is uh kind of highlighted by some observers of relief work which have sometimes been forced to conclude that Western intervention in an area has undermined local business and proved unpopular. I, I think of people who go off and build houses somewhere and actually there's, there's local builders who could be building the houses <laughs> and, and yes, it's yeah. nice. There's now a house that wasn't there, but actually long-term the local economy is affected. I just wonder if that's a factor sometimes. 
Yeah, I think in many areas of mi- in mission, we've we've made mistakes historically, and, and in business's mission, there you know we can make mistakes. Um, and I think I think I used this example with you before, uh, Andy, that I have a Haitian friend who um, ran a guest house in Haiti, and he. He, he said that it was a really struggle for him to stay in business because it was a mission organization that ran a free guest house with free labor. And he found it really difficult to compete with that. Um, it was supposed to be a business, this mission guest house, but it wasn't really. And I and I think that uh, we've got to make our businesses real businesses, um, you know, that if that's important, not only not to unfairly compete with local businesses, but also to make to make sure we're credible people see through fake uh businesses very easily we've got to be doing what we say we we're doing um and that that means like staying within the business laws in an area and doing really good business and um paying our people fairly and um so yeah we have there you know we we can make mistakes but i think if we're careful and and we're doing really good business then you know we'll limit that those mistakes joe do you find that people who engage with this are are people who might have engaged with cross-cultural mission anyway like yourselves or or actually you find that business people hear about this and they think crumbs i'd never thought of myself cross-cultural but actually this gives me an avenue to to serve in a way that i'd never thought possible before I think it's a bit of both because you know um historically people get engaged in business as mission have come from two different backgrounds many have come from a mission background where they've been out in the mission field anyway and then they've seen that business is the most effective way of meeting the, the ministry goals that they have in an area and then they learn how to do business and hopefully do it really well um but then there's a whole probably bigger group of people coming into the business's mission from a business background and previously they might have thought uh, if god was had was calling them into mission but they had business experience that they would have to leave that business and and go into you know be a, a missionary or part pastor or get sort of ngo training or whatever to to really serve god and so i think this this message that now we're trying to get out there you don't have to you can use your business skills in mission has given people a new way of doing that and mobilize more people into mission as they've caught this vision Uh, but i i think it's really i say i keep saying it this is a move of god this is a move of the holy spirit that he's stirring people up you know we we're we're helping to build networks and we're we're helping get this message out and so are many other partners um but it's really something god is stirring up in his church in in among business people so i think that especially now as we see the next generation coming through they're they're getting this vision very early on in their lives young professionals and people still in education even and they are um they are seeing this new avenue of a way to serve which um and they're able to equip themselves uh, in a very rounded way with mission skills and business skills and Joe, are you kind of looking to grow? Uh, you know, you, you you're looking for new ideas. Are you having to publicise what you do, or do people largely come to you and you're just fielding the ongoing work? A bit of both, really. Uh, there's definitely lots and lots of different organisations. Even in the last five years since I last talked to you, there's like a 
uh, loads more networks and organizations growing up to really call people out and give them this message that business skills are, are needed. And also that integrating your faith in work wherever you are is, you know, is is good. Um, so there's 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 a whole spectrum of this kind of work going on around the world. So people are discovering this um, this kind of idea of business and mission, but it's often that they're that God's already kind of put this on their heart and they just didn't know that there were other people who are also doing this, making connections. So there there is that kind of we're here and we're waving the flag for this and people are finding us because it's something uh, that God is sort of doing. Um, and this message is getting out through different networks. Um, but, but also we are trying to get the, this message out beyond our current constituencies that people are looking at, uh, for us. You know, we get a lot of people coming to us because they've just Googled business submission together and they find us, but we're trying to then get this message out through partnerships, um, uh, with, you know, marketplace ministries and through um, global networks in the church um, in all regions of the world. So, yeah, a bit of both. I uh, say so my final question, Joe, is how could people get in touch if they were yeah. interested having had our conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, I say come and meet people, come and interact with people. Um, one of the silver linings of, of COVID, I guess, is that people do online events more. Um, I help lead Businesses Mission Global, as you said, which is a is a is the global businesses mission network, um, and we run events every year. And you can find out about that them at bamglobal.org, uh, b-a-m global.org. Um, and in the UK, especially, I would say there's a new partnership uh, called Work and Go. Um, it's a partnership between London Institute for Contemporary Christianity, OMF, Climate Stewards and a few others. Um, and they're really about inspiring professionals in all spheres, um, including business, to use your professional skills uh, and experiences to share Jesus, um, whether that's where he put you or, or cross-culturally. So go and find them at workandgo.org. Uh, they they run an event in Manchester every November. It's just happened. Um, but that would be a really good resource in the UK for you to get connected with. And then one of our initiatives uh, at BAM Global is businessesmission.com, which is a general BAM site, uh, which is we try and it's a, supposed to be an online resource library for everything businesses mission. So it's got 600 blogs on BAM, it's got a start here page where you can learn more about what business's mission is and then lots of a resource library that you can get connected with, you know, links, books, podcasts, videos um, on business's mission. So there's plenty of ideas there. Joe, it's been exciting to hear all this. Thank you so much for sharing those wonderful stories. And who knows, this could be the conversation that starts someone onto a journey which uh, could have lasting impact on a community. So thank you so much. I really hope so. Thanks, Andy. Today I was talking with Joe Plummer, the co-leader of Business as Mission Global, also known as BAM Global. Uh, you can Google that organization or go to www.businessasmission.com or you could go to www.workandgo.org and you can find more kinds of information about this uh, thrilling opportunity it was super to hear stories of how Christians have transformed the lives of individuals and communities. Maybe it has opened doors in your mind 
of how you might be able to be involved yourself. This is your host, Andy Peck, thanking you for your company. Looking forward to the next time. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Profile in association with Premier Christianity magazine.